True Multifamily is an On Air Brands production and a proud member of the On Air Brands Network. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about Podmax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next Podmax event. This is True Multifamily, the show where we dive in on what really happens after closing a multifamily property. We're going to expose the role of asset manager. That's a person who has a responsibility of seeing the vision, executing the plan, and managing people, budgets, and timelines, all to deliver returns for our investors. These are the real struggles, the real victories, and the real stories of asset management. Welcome back to another episode of True Multifamily. I am here with my business partner, my friend, Dave Acosta. Dave, thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. And I'm, I'm honored to be here. So, and Dave, so, is, Dave yeah. is our first guest in a new series that we are calling the Spotlight Series. And uh, we're going to break the mold a little bit from our normal format um, I, because Dave is someone that has a very, very interesting story and uh, just had a major, major win a few months ago with a property that we closed on together and seems to always have something really exciting going on. And I love the way Dave uh, explains things and breaks things down. And so I think that he is going to become a very, very uh, valuable member for all you listeners. And I think that you guys are all going to enjoy his story and uh, hopefully find some inspiration there and, and learn something along the way. Um, so Dave, let's start at the beginning. Yes. Uh, tell us a, a bit about yourself. This is yeah. not a question I really ask on the show, by the way. Normally, <laughs> I say, bio's on the site, jump right in. Um, but tell us yeah. sort, of, sort of how you got the bug for real estate and, and um, how you got into it. Yeah, definitely. So I was working before I went into like commercial real estate and multifamily apartments. I was working in the, it's a bit commercial, the, the kind of franchising space, the restaurant franchising. So I was working for a group of local investors, um, a bit of like an informal family office. And the plan was to scale out this massive, massive, um, really just kind of restaurant franchise portfolio. And I was all in. Um, I thought I was going to have this because kind of like, you know, just uh, empire of restaurant franchises. But kind of going through the process, I quickly found that I was more in love with the actual land ownership. Um, we had a business whether or not our business was successful, rent was still due to the individual who owned the commercial space. So I was like, that's where I want to transition to. So I just took some steps. The first thing I did was I started educating myself. I took some coaching courses. Um, I took Michael Blanc's course. I thought that was pretty rock solid. But the most important thing I did was just start aligning myself with the, the right people. So people who could kind of take my game, raise it to the next level, um, kind of mirror and match that. And that ended up working out really well for me. 
Um, All right, don't, don't skip ahead. Don't skip ahead. (laughs) Good, good, good. Let's, uh, let's break that down a little bit. So uh, you see, you know, you're in the the restaurant business and you see, Hey, wait a minute. Uh, Landlord, he, he's sitting there on his pile of money. All landlords are rich as we all know. And uh, you know, he's, he's just collecting that mailbox money. So how did you go from that idea to, you know, getting involved with Michael Blanc courses? You know, what what was that transition like? Um, I mean, I had read the Rich Dad Poor Dad books like back in the day. So there was already that kind of like preface. I knew I wanted to get into it like at some point in time. I was looking at single families and it just didn't make too much sense for me. Like, like how do I scale this um, the way I want to? Um, I think I stumbled across like, a couple podcasts, um, Michael's being uh, one of them. And when I just heard about just how this can be truly run as a business, um, from an operational standpoint, that I think was my just kind of moment of clarity where, okay, this makes perfect sense now. Um, you know, there's a P&L, there's a rent roll, there's a business plan. Um, you align yourself with a great asset manager and uh, great idea. <laughs> go from there. But um, yeah, it was interesting. And, then, and not only that, like rent wasn't just due, but every year our rent would get escalated no matter what by about two to 5%. And so it was uh, an interesting side of the steps from the beyond. And ultimately, I just wanted to flip it and uh, take more control of uh, my, my life, I would say. Wow, great. So your story uh, starts with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, as most of our stories do. Yeah. And I'm sure most of our listeners do. Um, and so uh, you decided this is a space I want to be in. So you did not um, flip a house. You didn't buy a single family rental rental property um did you quit your job in the restaurant business what was that like yeah so i what i did was i made a just kind of a strategic transition um I'm here that's what we're calling it huh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm here in southern california um about the time that i had decided in my mind that this is where i was going um i wanted to take a little bit more control of my schedule so i got licensed i became an active real estate agent here in our market and I've been doing that for about the past, I would say, two years. Okay. And it's been going really well, but it's allowed me to just connect with other investors on a daily basis. So most of the transactions that I move are for investment properties. And then it's also allowed me to pull investors into these passive apartment deals, which has worked out really well. Mm, okay, great. So, all right. So, uh, you went from no no real estate experience to becoming no. an agent, great, um, and then decided I don't need to bother myself with you know singles or duplexes or anything like that. Um, why? <laughs> why? What made you think that you could do that? Um, it honestly, the I would say like the the fundamentals behind behind multifamily investing, I think for me personally was just a better fit. Um, you know. I had, I have a business degree. I went to grad school. I worked in the commercial space for a little bit. I think I just spoke the language and ultimately I thought it was a safer investment. Um, the financing was much more attractive, um, based on the performance of the property. I could raise money from other individuals, allowing me to scale. I could bring on team members. I mean, as starting out, like I didn't have it completely figured out. So I definitely need to bring on the right people to kind of look over my shoulder uh, make sure things were going in the right direction. And I think with, with single family homes, that's probably just, it's a little bit too small of a pie to slice up like that. But with an apartment deal, 
it, it makes perfect sense. It's almost like a natural fit. And that's kind of how I would, how I would frame it. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's some of the things that I love about multifamily as well. Um, and so really great to hear, hear that you just decided um, that's where you wanted to go yeah. and uh, jump right in. So how does someone jump right in without any real estate experience? Yes. Um, I would say education first and foremost, like, Hey, get educated. I think it's really important to be able to speak the language and learn how to analyze a deal just get um, really a good foundation in place. But the, the other aspect of it is, and this is kind of what I learned pretty quickly, is that there is a lot of gray area that you truly just can't learn in a book or in a course. And for myself, that scared me, gave me maybe a little bit of uncertainty. So I was looking, how can I mitigate this risk? And the way that I went about it was, just aligning myself with the right individuals, I um, I started looking at who was active in markets that I want to do business in. And one of the names that popped out there um, was Matt Faircloth. And I had, you know, I, I was kind of trying to track in Matt's transactions, seeing, you know, where he was doing business. And the first thing I saw was that he did a deal in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And that completely blew my mind because I'm Fayetteville. And I was like, all right, this is pretty interesting. I want to meet this guy. And then the next thing I saw was that he was gearing up for a transaction in Lexington, Kentucky. And I knew Lexington. I was already underwriting deals there. I felt very bullish on the market. So I thought it was a great fit. And I just knew that I needed to really figure out a way to join his team, um, get on board, like I would say, on the general partnership, more to the active side so that I could just really iron out all that gray area, kind of like see what was going on behind the curtains before I brought on actual investors into one of my sponsorships. So that's the way I went about it. Um, it just gave me the confidence to act doing, doing something like that and kind of joining a team with other successful syndicators. Wow. All right. We have to break down all of that um, yeah. because there's, there's so much there. Um, really, really great synopsis. Um, and so let's start with um, the first part, which you mentioned is education. You talked about um, learning the language, analyzing a deal. How, how did you go about that? That was um, just the coursework. Um, what, what kind of coursework? Yeah, that was the, I signed up for Michael Blanc's ultimate um, apartment investors guide. Okay. So it was, Hey, you know, modules that you go through, um, very educational. I thought, um, you know, pretty high level. And then I also was supplied with a mentor on a, um, okay. kind of a coaching call basis, which was really great too. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you really felt like, um, in the absence of experience and, um, well, really experienced yeah. in education, you felt like paying for a course, you did your research, this course helped you overcome some of those obstacles. Yes, yeah. Great, great. Uh, and so that sort of gives you the foundation that you need, right? Um, but then there, as you mentioned, there is this other level, this this gray area, as you call it, um, and that's experience. That's that's really what it comes down to is, is experience. Knowing not, you don't even know what you don't know. Yeah. Um, as you're getting into this, because right. you can read all the books, you can read the 500 page books. I mean, all of them, all your whole bookshelf, my bookshelf is full back there. Yeah. And it's like, there's, you know, there's still so much left unsaid between the pages, mm -hmm. um, which that's, that's what experience is. Right. And yeah. so, 
um, you know, I can't go to the book to, to solve my, my latest challenge in asset management or, you know, this problem with the property, that problem, you know, a lot of that comes down to experienced team members. So, so you mentioned Matt, uh, obviously Matt and I do a lot of business together and our partners on a lot of deals. Um, that's how you and I got to know each other. Um, but let's, let's, break that down a little bit because a lot of people will, they know Matt through bigger pockets um, or, or, you know, whoever else, you know, Joe Fairless, Michael Blanc, whoever they're, they're seeing through podcasts or, um, or conferences, speaking engagements, and they see that person and they think, well, that person is, is sort of maybe unattainable or, or they won't talk to me or how do, how could I bring value? I, I'm Dave Acosta. I have no real estate experience whatsoever. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I like Matt because I, I'm from Fayetteville and he's investing yeah. there and he's likes Lexington and I like Lexington. Uh, okay, great. So you both like right. the same towns, you know, yeah. what is, <laughs> how do you go from, from noticing that, uh, someone that you respect and admire is doing business to actually, uh, becoming part of the team and, and getting in front of them and building relationships. Sure. Yeah, so I definitely would have loved like, hey, similar interests to be enough. Um, that would have been my ideal situation, but yeah. you really need to be able to add value. So in this case, in point, like Lexington was definitely on my short list. So what I was doing is I was going in, I was scrubbing the market. Um, I knew it very, very intimately. I had broker relationships. So I was able to come on board and I would say just add some value um, in terms of market knowledge um, where rental rates were, where, where we could potentially push them, um, what property management team should, you know, should we be connecting with and, uh, really just add some value into, you know, the overall due diligence process going into the deal and absolutely. then close the, uh, the asset management level there. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so it's amazing because from across the country, um, you had, you had the insight into this market that you've been studying for a while yeah. and, uh, were able to add value to a, a team that, that you had not been a part of in the past. And so, um, that, you know, that's something that I always tell people is that you, you have a superpower, you have a, a competitive edge that someone needs and someone needs that information. Right. Um, you, I love that you were aggressive enough and, uh, uh, we're able to figure out who that person was, what the need was, and then match your skill set and your experience with that need. I mean, well done, sir. Amazing. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you too, you know, there's some taking action elements in there too. So while it was really beneficial to like, Hey, you know, sit behind the computer screen, go through different like IRR, Marcus and Millichap data on different markets and kind of pull together the data points. Um, I had flown out to Lexington about twice before then met brokers, met property managers, got really familiar with the markets. Um, you might think you know a submarket. Once you cross one particular block or one particular street, the data completely changes. So I think like getting boots on the ground and like seeing it um, from that level is really, really helpful. And then also I knew that you guys were gonna be going out to Lexington. So I paid for my own flight, I flew out there, um, paid for my expenses and I met you guys in person and I sat down with you and got you guys comfortable with bringing someone like me, a potential outsider onto your team. So it was like, yeah, you know, do your initial research, get as educated as possible, form the connections, but then take action, you know, 
Right, right. And so some people sit around and say, oh, you know, let me send, I'll send Matt this report. And if you ever need me, let me know. Yeah. Uh, But that actually puts the burden on someone like Matt to figure out how to fit these pieces together. Where you said, here's my puzzle piece. Here's the value that I bring. Let me help you. Force the hand a little bit. You know what? (laughs) Very similar to the way I did it as well. There's nothing wrong with that uh, because uh, you have to. Uh, show your value and and adding value is so 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 critical and just to go back and expand on that point is um, I, I'll have people reach out to me at, at our local meetup that I run or something and they'll say well if you ever need anything let me know sure. I guarantee you I'm not gonna call that person yeah. because you're so vague I don't know what you're good at or what you yeah you want to be my assistant for free for for 40 hours a week sure I could use that right no yeah. that's not really what they mean uh, but then I don't know like now I have to go do work to figure out what they're good at and and where how they fit in my business and their availability so if that person came to me and said hey I'm really good at XYZ. I know you're in Lexington. I know you want this. And I know those streets. I know the brokers. I have all these connections. Let me, let me help you out. And by the way, I'm going to pay for myself to come out there next time you're there and show you I'm a value, not just send you a report to download, uh, but actually show you and walk you through. I mean, uh, again, well done. It's, it's the absolute right way to, to force your way in and build relationships with people. Yeah. So it was fun and it, it, worked it is really fun. Well. And you, you guys took a chance on me. I'm sure you're thinking, yeah. Hey, this is David Acosta guy. I'm like, you yeah, know? <laughs> I do. I remember I'm like, how, how did you meet him again? But Hey, you know what? That's awesome. And, and so uh, there's a really, really good lesson there. Um, as people know from my story, I mean, I, I did something very similar with Matt and, and I right. approached him with a deal and said, Hey, uh, you know, come mentor me and, and work with me on this and, and I'll bring you value and you bring me value. And so um, if I had just gone and said, uh, you know, I need a mentor, the chances are that never would have uh, worked out and we probably wouldn't be having this call right now, but to bring something specific of value and say, this is how it's going to help you. Here's what I need. Here's the terms. Um, that, that works out for everybody. Yeah. Um, so cool. So your first part was the education, the course, then you said, Oh, uh, Matt's in Fayetteville. I like Fayetteville. Matt's coming to Lexington. I like Lexington. I can add value. You sort of snuck your way onto the team there and, and, yep. <laughs> uh, got involved, which is awesome. Um, yeah. and then we had a really, really great, uh, trip out there after we closed. Um, and you were part of the due diligence process and the, the business plan creation process, uh, I remember running around that town for like three days, just yes. in and out of every single unit. Um, we, we had a lot of really good uh, conversations and, and um, really good understanding on where those properties were and what we had to do for that business plan. Um, so you, you were you were adding value really from day one and to have another person that can support in the asset management role, uh, super, super important. Yeah. Um, but that wasn't always your, your main goal was to have a, a tiny piece of, of a bigger project. Your bigger goal was to get your own project, right? Yeah. And it was definitely a bit of patience too. Cause when I, when I was going to branch out on my own, which is what I wanted to do, I wanted to go out, you know, sponsor my own deals. I wanted to make sure I do it the right way. So I still really loved Lexington and I thought that this just provided a really great transition point to Hey, I'm in Lexington as a general partner. Um, I have some other great asset management partners with me. Um, You know, what are my next steps here? So not too long after, maybe I would say four to five months later, I was under contract on my own deal. Mm -hmm. And I was fortunate enough to have you guys come on board as part of the general partnership there and kind of bring the band back together. 
Yeah. So again, adding value, um, approaching myself and Matt about joining forces with you. This time, um, this time it was your project though, right? You found it, you underwrote it, uh, you led the charge and you needed some support from, from Matt and I in terms of you know, operations and, and getting this thing to closing. And so, um, yeah. you know, we were, uh, I'll speak for both of us. We were both honored and, and excited that you, you asked us to come on board and, and me personally, um, just thrilled. And so it's yeah. been, um, it's been a really fun few months working together as partners and, um, you know, let's, let's jump in though and talk about the deal. Talk about how you found it and, uh, we'll just go through the, the steps here. So yeah. yeah. So this deal, I mean, it's kind of like you hear about it, you hear about it, you really just don't recognize it until like it actually happens to you. So, you know, you're closing the deal in a market, um, give yourself some instant credibility. So this deal came from the same brokerage that brokered the Preakness. Okay. So that's kind of the, the origin stories there. Um, in terms of overall location, this is, I would probably call it like a, a B plus neighborhood. The asset itself is a C class asset. So was, um, was a, really a product that we were familiar with. Um, I was looking at it as, you know, there's, there's probably gonna be a significant CapEx budget here. Um, so what's the best way that I can go about it? And that's when I reached out to you, Justin, cause you obviously have a great deal of asset management and construction management experience is I wanted to just make sure that this first deal in Lexington was a home run. Absolutely. So kind of like, you know, do a little plug and play there. Um, we do have about a close to 700,000, you know, renovation budget. So I wanted someone experienced who had been through the whole process. You can really kind of get us through the business plan from A to Z. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so my, my main focus was bringing on the right players. So got the deal, got it under contract, started organizing my team, property managers, looking at the capital raise. And that's a deal that we closed on at the end of December, right before Christmas. Oh, um, nice so, yeah, year present good. for all of us. Yes. Yeah, that's a great way to end the year too. Yes. So um, I love that you recognized oh, man you're so smart you <laughs> you really know you you assessed yourself and you you recognized um your strengths and and your gaps in experience and so um realizing that that you know you could find the deal and you've had these relationships and as we discussed already had market knowledge so you knew the area and you found the deal but you didn't have the experience running uh, a project like this uh running construction running contractors and so right. Um, that I, I love that. Obviously that was a great match for me because that's where I can add a lot of value yes. and uh, bring a lot of the lessons learned from our other two assets, essentially just four miles away. Um, and so we're able to take the same contractor, same scope of work, um, okay. a lot of the same, same players and just move them four miles down the road and, and do the same sort of projects, uh, which obviously makes it, it easier and easier. Um, if you had brought me a deal in a market I'd never been to or was not even close, uh, I may not have have been the right partner for you. I may not have wanted to to get involved. Um, uh, not that I don't want to work with you, but yeah. a lot of it comes down to market knowledge, local experience. And just because I've managed construction projects in Lexington doesn't mean that um, I would be great in Phoenix or, or San Antonio or somewhere else. You know, I, I don't, I don't know the, the players down there. Um, sure. And so uh, uh, this really meshed really well because again, it was your need, my skill set, and we were able to piece them together. Um, and lo local market experience um, is really key. So I love that. I love that you, 
obviously I love that you needed to bring me on uh, because yes. uh, we get to work together and um, I got to be become an owner with you on that project. And so we closed on that. Um, you know, we, we set up our business plan end of the year Christmas we had a little bit of a sort of like we closed and everyone went on pause for two weeks normally yeah. you sort of like <laughs> jump jump right in and like hit the ground running yeah um, but we didn't even really get out to the property for for three or four weeks until after we closed because it was the holidays and man I don't ever want to close on a property again around that time. right it's, it's yeah, go, yeah going into it I was like very excited I was like yeah this is gonna be great it's like right in time for the holidays always feel good yeah. Um, but it is, man, it's stressful right, on those right. last couple of weeks. So it just added a different, maybe kind of holiday mix to what was going on. But yeah, you're going to see delays in just, you know, really potential closings mm -hmm. and then getting your asset management, your property manager dialed in. Um, you know, people are on holiday. People are, yeah. you know, are away from the office. So I think you need yeah. to account for it. And I think, you know, if I had my preferred time frame, it would probably not be the night before Christmas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I, I do want to, I don't want to get away completely, even though this is a, a little bit of a different show. I sure. would like to still have us tell a story about uh, the Overlook project um, and we can do it together, but I think we should talk about um, our property management situation down there because uh, it's oh, something yeah. that is unique to this property. It's not something I've, I've dealt with in the past, but is actually ending up being a pretty good situation. So I'll, I'll set it up and uh, yeah. you can fill it in. So sure. we, um, so at, at this property is called the overlook. It's a 48 unit property, uh, which uh, seems weird to say, but it's a small property. Um, 48 units means you can't, uh, pay for full-time staff. There's just not enough money coming in. And so that means usually you have to go to a, a third party management company that um, where one staff member maybe has 10 different properties that they're managing, um, you know, as is the case with, with most deals where it's under a hundred units. And so we were sort of planning for that. Um, but that's, that's always tough because you don't get full attention. You don't get um, the, the level of, of, of attention and detail that you need. Um, but of course, you know, we reached out because we have market knowledge, we reached out to um, our management company out there. And uh, what Dave found out is that they are managing a property almost immediately next door, which we didn't know about. So yeah. tell us about um, the summit a little bit. Yeah. So the summit's a massive asset. It's probably like 240 plus units, but literally sits just on the opposite side of the street from where we're at. So as Justin put it, you know, some of your expenses, those ratios, there's going to be some, um, you know, rules of thumbs for them. So they might reduce, even though you're going with a smaller asset, but payroll, um, you know, salaries, things like that are, are really going to remain the same. So they're going to be a pretty big expense for a smaller asset. So we're looking at it creatively, like, you know, what can we do to just kind of offset this? And we found out, you know, just kind of like doing our due diligence that Denton Floyd, who we use, like fantastic property managers right across the street. Um, and we were able to successfully negotiate a shared amenity package. And I would say shared um, just like you would say leasing agent uh, community manager service. So it kind of helped us offset um, those costs that might have been too much of a burden for a property of, of our size. Yeah, exactly. And so what what this nets out to is 
um, the way that the the summit was set up, the, the number of units, they sort of had like either two people too many or two people too few. And so they were struggling with where what's the right staffing level on this. And so by essentially adding another 48 units to their overall mix there, um, they were able to staff up and and fund the site appropriately but also cover our site as well and so instead of us paying like a seven eight nine percent ma third-party management fee uh we're able to pay uh payroll and so what we do is we've negotiated to pay a percentage of the payroll basically compared to units so uh, our units out of the overall whole is is basically what percentage of the payroll that we're paying with that means we have full-time maintenance staff, which means we have full-time leasing staff, uh, but without all the financial burden that, that comes with it. And so the other property was happy to do it because we actually saved them pretty heavily on their labor costs and they were able to fully staff their property the right way. And we love it because now we have a leasing office so the staff can, and we're talking a tenth of a mile, right? There's literally like a strip of four uh, buildings in between. So it's it's really like the next road up. Exactly. And um, so you can walk, uh, it's, it's about a five minute walk. Uh, you can certainly drive, but they have a full, full office that has a fitness center. They've got a pool, grilling area, fire pits. I mean, it's beautiful. And so our, our tenants now have access to all these amenities that did not come with this property, which makes our, um, property more more enticing and intriguing to potential tenants. Um, so I love this. I love the shared service model. It really works because we already had strong connections with this management company. Um, and uh, it's it's really working out for everybody. So I love that we found a win-win here. You know, the yeah. management company was able to take on another property. They probably wouldn't have been able to take us on if they didn't have that other property up the road. Um, the other owner got to save some costs and we got some awesome amenities for our tenants. So that's a that's a win-win-win as far as I can tell. Yeah, yeah, really absolutely. It. Yeah, it's a different, like unique and creative way to go about it because when you're looking at these deals, it's like, man, how can I make this pencil out? I guess you could say, hey, find out what your PM is managing in the area. Is there anything that you can potentially tie into? Um, and in our case, you know, it ended up being a, a huge win for, for all parties involved. So pretty exciting. I'm, I'm excited for our tenants, really, because, you know, it was a 48-unit building. There's really not too much more that you can really add to it um, in terms of just, like, with the space that's available on-site or a leasing office. So for them, like, hey, you know, Christmas passed, 2020, you know, we stepped into a new year. And how exciting is this? You guys have access to all these additional things now that we're the owners of the property. So I feel like there's a really good, just kind of like culture and feel good atmosphere that's developing at our property, which is really just, you know, exciting to see. Absolutely. Um, so that's great. Uh, very, very excited to have you get to this point. Um, very excited to have you share your story with us here today, Dave. Um, and so I want to just remind people that you will be back on a regular basis. Um, yeah. And we're, this is, this was really just chapter zero because chapter one, we're going to get into um, everything that's happened since closing at the Overlook. We're going to talk about how we fit, form the business plan, how that's going, contractors, our first site walkthrough, what we learned over there. Um, you know, plans for, for washer dryers or not, uh, how we determine the scope of work, how we're over budget on some things already and under budget on other things. And so all the things that go into running this property that we're four months into, 
um, we're gonna we're gonna have you on and and just run through it. And so on a fairly regular basis, Dave will be back and and sharing the stories of the Overlook and and hopefully the next deal that comes along too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Dave, where can people find out more about you and what you have going on? Yeah, I mean, obviously, bigger pockets. Uh, my website is just my last name AcostaCapital.com. And I'm pretty active on social media too. So Instagram is just david.r.acosta. And uh, yeah, I'd love to connect. Cool. Well, Dave, thanks for coming on and, and we'll see you next time. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Justin. Take care. Thanks for listening to another episode. Check out our website at truemultifamily.show. And if you have an amazing story to tell, share it on our Facebook community and you might just be the next guest on the show. We're also on all other social networks. Just search True Multifamily. I'm really, really proud to have this show produced by our company, On Air Brands. Check us out at onairbrands.com. We also have an incredible, unique podcasting event that we would love for you to be a part of. Check that out at podmax.co.